The idea of a minimum viable product or minimum viable service is put in the features that you need for that product to solve the problem for your customer. It's that simple. No more, no less. Massage therapy is used by millions of people who want to feel better and live better. Get back to doing what you love. Visit AYAMassageCDA.com to schedule your appointment. Abandon your aches massage. Relief. Relax. Refresh. I, I am gonna going to go I'm going to describe someone for you, and you tell me if you know anyone that displays these traits. This person is smart and very energetic about their business. They know their market and on the surface seem to have everything working in their favor. However, as you got to know them, you saw some chinks in the armor. You discovered they were a little disorganized, favored procrastination, always seemed too busy, or at least always gave the excuse for missing some deadline as they were too busy. Then one day, the person makes an announcement to the networking group that sounds something like this. Hey guys, I need your help. Business has been slow lately, and I need some new leads. Sound like anyone you know? Did I sort of describe you? <laughs> don't fret and don't feel embarrassed. Millions of small business people struggle with these issues, and it is very common in small business. Phil and I are going to address ways to recognize the condition and solutions for getting out of the rut. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with a cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Business Buffet. Hey, you know, Phil, I'm just going to dive right in. Okay, let's for, do it. Because I'm a little hungry. Yeah. You know, I want an appetizer. I'm just my stomach is growling just a I, little bit. I'm, just, I'm hunkering for an appetizer. But <laughs> for today's appetizer, I'm going to reference a government resource. Not <laughs> not my typical approach, right, Phil? Not even close. No, 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 no. Did I ever tell you about Conservative's Guide to a No, no. <laughs> my God. You drop more Sea <laughs> Gap stuff. Yeah, I'm going to start talking about Wine Time Fridays. You need to do that. You do, it's my your podcast. Goodness. Well, okay, so <laughs> www.sba.gov. Go to that website and search for Small Business Development Center. When I started my business, I took every course available through the SBDC to help uh, get a hold of my market, my sales presentation, heck, even my service offering. Do this today. Don't put it off. Although, Phil, <laughs> if the listener does put it off, this might be the first step in recognizing the condition we're talking about today. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of times what we want to do with this podcast and as we move forward is to kind of br bring some a spotlight right? To some of the deficiencies that small businesses have. You know, it, it, 
you see them all the time at the networking groups and the chamber events where the small business person walks in and man, they just look sharp. They're dressed right. They've got the slick looking business card. It feels right. They say the right things and, and you want to get to know them. So you sit down, you meet them for coffee and it, it seems like they got it all together. And then a, a few weeks, a few months, yeah. a few quarters into the relationship, you realize they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, and maybe it's not even so much as they don't know what they're doing, but they're just in over their head. Yeah. It's a deer-in-the-headlights look, when, and you realize it could be the first meeting, it could be the third meeting or whatever. But, yeah, they come in composed, but you realize it's kind of superficial. And, and again, what we're trying to do is help focus you know, on the, some of those issues. And so the Small Business Development Center can – if you're not, if you haven't visited there and gone through some of the steps, not you don't have to pay for a lot of it, right? No. Yeah. No, much so, of it is free. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just good education. Just, and don't wing it all the time. Don't be a Phil. You know, some <laughs> of the things, don't be a Phil. You know, sometimes it's just getting out of the office, getting out of the home, getting away from your desk, and sitting with other business people and listening to their challenges, their struggles, their strife, gives you a new perspective on your own. Um, the, the SBDC, they have seminars, they have uh, micro events. I, they're probably virtual now too with, yeah. with all of the COVID thing that's going on. But it's interesting because if you are talking about getting in a room with people that, let's face it, are uh, around the same area in the journey you might be, right? And these could be relationships that help. It could be a, a mastermind group that, that comes from it. I mean, there's so many positives that come from a, a, a non-salesy group like this. You are learning. Everybody's learning. And then you start learning together. And that's when the bonds start happening. And business will get done outside of those that's rooms. That's right. It's kind of like graduating from college. These yeah. are your alum. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So absolutely. Uh, check it out. SBA.gov. So for today's episode, I've already stated the problem twice. Um, it, it may not be you. I mean, in fact, it's probably not you. I mean, not our listener. Our listener, you don't struggle with this. You're tuned in. You're listening to a business program to help your business. You, you're not struggling with this. We know this. But you know somebody who is. And what Phil and I are going to talk about today is how do you identify the symptoms? How do you identify the condition? And then what do you do about it? How do you help your friends? And let me frame why, because this is kind of a, I, I didn't warn Phil, Phil about this one at all. This you one is didn't warn Phil about anything This at is all. completely out of left field, but <laughs> you have a financially vested interest in the success of your friend's business. And here's why. If their business is doing well, and you are what, one of the reasons why, who are they going to for your service? Well, it would be you, Right. It's the hero factor. Uh, can I share a quick story just based off what you just said? Walked into a client today into, into their office. This client has been in uh, one of the offices in this building for as long as I've had them as a client. And they've just changed offices. So instead of go left, you go right. But it's probably, it's probably double the size 
And so I walked in and the, the little chime went on, ding dong, someone's walked in, <laughs> ding dong, the fool walked in, uh, sorry, and uh, nobody really came. The receptionist that's normally there was away, and so I just sat down, and one of the people that work in the office, in about a couple, three minutes later, walked down the hall and said, oh, are you, is everything okay? I'm like, yep, just waiting for so-and-so. And they said, great. Uh, I said, how are you liking the new office? They said, this is great. And you helped, you know, us get this new office. That felt so good to hear that, to hear that it's validation. It is, it you is. know, and, and that was not solicited or anything. I was just wanting to know, what you thought of the new office, the new digs, you getting used to the new, oh, it's not this direction, it's this direction. Oh, we don't keep that there anymore. But the fact that he said that, that was really cool. That's awesome. It was really, that, and, that is you know, awesome. and we so, share this clients and, and he said, you guys. So yeah. just to let you know. So you've got this friend They're They're struggling in business. They've just made an announcement at your networking event. My business is hurting. I need help. Can you get me some leads? And Phil, you've been in the room and you've heard these presentations, right? Oh, for sure. What what went through your mind when you heard these con- these presentations? <clears throat> well, I'll tell you something. What goes through my mind is you were just on vacation for a week a couple weeks ago. Um, you can't, you've missed a number of these meetings for various reasons. Now, look, life happens. Okay, life happens. But if you... <laughs> If you are really so busy or unorganized that you cannot make a weekly meeting consistently and yet you have the money and time to go on vacation, which that's fantastic if you can do that, and then come back and say, you know, things kind of slowed down and I'm kind of needing some business, a little help, guys. Like, it's what have you done for me is what I goes through through my mind a little bit. Yeah, we we had a gentleman in our Latip group back in when I was in Portland. He was a nice guy, um, and he did social. Um, I'm not going to say too much more than that in case he might be listening. Um, and when he came to the group, you know he he dressed sharp, he spoke well, had a great sounding voice, one of those nice deep baritone radio voices like Mike Rowe yeah and and he really knew his stuff and for the first several weeks I mean he's talking about man business is hopping and I'm so crazy busy and everything is fine and awesome and dumb well I was on the board at the time and he came to the board and he was complaining that he wasn't getting enough leads to stay in business (laughs) and I'm like okay so I'm going to sit down with this young man well, so I did, and I, I sat down with him, and I said, so tell me about your business, and he did, and so how's business going? Oh, it's fantastic. It's awesome. It's great. I've got more business than I can handle, but, but didn't you just go to the board and say that I'm not getting enough business to stay in business? Yeah. I said, well, y- yeah, but, yeah, I, okay, I got to put a facade on, he said. I said, why? Why do you have to fake it? Well, because people won't buy me if I'm not successful. I got to put on this, this facade of success. I said, so, okay, let's, let's tear apart <laughs> all of the baggage. Let's get, let's get beyond it. So yeah. tell me about your business. Tell me about your ideal customer. 
And he said, well, you know, honestly, it's anybody in business. I could. There's the first problem. Whenever I hear somebody say to me, in answer to the question, who's your target customer? Everybody. Anybody with a pulse. <laughs> problem number one. How many 74 people? million businesses <laughs> in America. If you're doing B2B, you cannot serve them all. 330 million Americans in America. If you're doing consumer-based business, you can't serve them all. How many customers a year do you think you could serve? Oh, my Balls goodness. to the wall. You're busy 50, 60 hours a week. Gosh. you got no more time. How many? I would say probably 8 to 10. 8 to 10 a year? Yeah. Well, I mean, ongoing customers. Ongoing so, customers, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I can support 400 on an annual basis. Right, because you're not doing daily things no, I've necessarily got, in depth, right? I, no, i got so 30, regular, 30 regular customers, and then i got about 400 that I help a couple of times a year. And that's it. That's max. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like 95% full right now. Right. And I know that because I track that. And I know exactly who my target customer is. So when it comes time for a market segment increase, I know what markets to look at, but that's part two of this episode. Your target market is your gold mine. So if you are struggling with business right now, the first place to look is your market identification. Have you clearly identified who your target market is. So pull out a blank sheet of paper right now. That we're getting close to SWAT time. Right, exactly. We're, we're getting close to SWAT time. Yeah, but I'm a not, month and a half away. But I'm not going to go through a SWOT analysis here. I'm, I'm going to simplify this even greater. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it down to one column, one sheet of paper, and just three or four words on that sheet of paper. Do I have time for a story before we go to the break too? We do, we okay. do. So the first thing that I want you to write down on that piece of paper is target market, and then I'm right under that, I want you to write three dots, like bullet points, dot one, dot two, dot three. You can name, number them one, two, and three if you want, but no more and no less. And then I want you to fill in the blanks. Number one, who is your ideal target customer? And this isn't men. Number two, women. Number three, other. <laughs> this is the number one should be the absolute. That is, if you could define your perfect customer that is the one right so like landscapers landscapers who don't do automated systems that that's a highly niche identity so there's number one landscapers number two plumbers the highly highly niched very very targeted so three don't go beyond three you have more than three but do not go beyond three if you struggle with either staying with three or getting three, there's a symptom mm. that you're struggling with this problem that right. we're outlining. If, if you do not have a very clear identity of who it is you're serving, then you are always going to be at a disadvantage when it comes to serving them. So the question for the episode, in business, should you wait and do it right, or should you just do it now? Uh, Who's your target customer? Do it now. Just pick them. Go after them. Doesn't mean you have to score that customer. It just means that you have to know who they are when you're going after them because it's the measurement on the back end that makes the difference. What we're shooting for is identity of success in your marketing. Marketing is hit or miss. I, uh, um, Dylan Blue Press. I think that's Dylan Blue Press. They make they uh, custom make bullets and or not bullets, uh, machines to 
to uh, reload ammunition. I thought you were saying custom made yeah, uh, casino uh, yeah. you know, slot machines. Well, yeah, he's he's just <laughs> pulling the lever on money on that one. Anyway, the CEO of Dylan Blue Press, he, he told me once, he said, you know, Ed, half of my marketing budget is wasted. I just don't know which half. But if he didn't spend it all, he wouldn't get anything. Right. So what's your story? Yeah, so I'm going back to what you said about that person that you met at the Latip thing uh, that was just, you know, dressed to the T's and everything. And I think that a lot of people in business feel like you have to look a certain way. So this is one of Gary Vaynerchuk's major things. Guys that buy cars on a, an expensive lease, get the big watch. They drive around looking the part and they're going broke every day. And so I, I think that when you're trying to put a facade up and social media is horrible for that. Okay. People, they really embellish the truth. It's not, it, it, you have to be authentic and know who you are. And then like you say, know who your target ideal client is. Right. Right. And so, uh, going back to your bullets, that number one is the creme de la creme. Number two is Pretty close, not quite to the creme de la creme. And number three, now it doesn't mean once you nail those three, who knows, you could maybe have a four or five, but you get those three right, right? Well, and the key here is exactly that. You've got to succeed at something in order to know whether you're hitting the mark. And so the, the theme behind today's episode is procrastination is what's killing small business. So many small business people are are literally stuck in the mud because they're paralyzed with fear. If I do it wrong, then it's going to hurt me. So if I if I just do nothing or pretend to do nothing, then you know I I don't have I can just pretend. Then I'm 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 successful because I'm doing exactly what I set out to do. Paralysis by over analysis. That's it. That's it. So first half we're talking about how to identify it. Second half we're going to tear into how to fix it. But first, let's jump in and listen to one of our sponsors here. I'm sending a special thank you to our sponsor, Joe Hume with F1 for Help. This week, Joe is celebrating 20 years in business, supporting his community and the computer needs of people throughout the Coeur d'Alene-Rathrum metro area. Joe is the most down-to-earth, friendly, and knowledgeable computer tech you could ever work with. I've referred dozens of my friends to Joe, and every one of them have sung praises for the help they received. Please do me a favor. Call Joe at 208-687-0183 and thank him for supporting this program and his community. Also, take a moment to visit F1 for Help on Facebook and post a positive review. And Joe, thank you. For your support. And I will say thank you as well. And he had a ribbon cutting for that 20 years last week. And a lot of people showed up. It was really cool. It was a great turnout. Just love that. It just warms my heart. So a big thank you to Joe. Thank you so much. Except they had cake. And can, well, they had cake and pizza. <laughs> I'm not even going to go. The fact of right. I mean, literally, the snip of the scissors. And yay, good work. And Ed's like, got to run. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> it's past my third nap time. <laughs> but thank you, Joe, for your congratulations, and thank you. You're awesome. So in this episode, we're talking about should you wait and do it right or should you just do it? 
And what, what we're talking about is we're focusing on how we get stuck in the mud with our, our process, our service, our target customers. And um, in the first half, we talked a lot about target customers. And make a list of your top three target customers, highly niche them, and go after them. And that gives you the measurement. Now, on this half, we're going to talk about the product or service side of the business. Because when, when I was talking to that young man from Latip, uh, you know, funny, true story. After we got to know one another and there was kind of the trust factor, he asked me, he said, so what do you do to market your business? Um, he says, I'm, let me tell you what I want to do and you tell me whether it's a good idea and then I want to hear your idea. So, okay. So um, he said, what I'm thinking about is I want to do like seminars and I want to invite everybody in Latip to come to this seminar so that they can see how, how, uh, how well I know this information. And how then great th- I am. And they'll, then they'll throw, in for, throw stuff at me. They'll throw business at me. He says, what do you think of that? I said, eh, it sucks. <laughs> no, tell me what you really think. Yeah. I said, yeah, that's not going to work. He says, okay, all right, so smarty pants, what do you do? I said, well, I, I throw barbecues. He says, what? Yeah, I'm a barbecue chef. How does that help your business? I, I bring 100 people to my house, and I serve them the most amazing barbecue they've ever had. And I make sixty, eighty thousand $80,000 from every one of my barbecues. He says, why does that work? He says, because I'm not selling them service. I'm building a relationship. Building a relationship. Just going to say that. Man, if you, if you can do something over food, I mean, leave it to a fat guy. If you can build your relationship at a dinner table, lunch table, breakfast table, doesn't matter what kind of meal it is, you're going to build some great relationships. But you got to have something to sell. It's true. It starts with something to sell. And I can't tell you how frustrating it was to listen to this young man talk about his service and he had no idea what he was selling. Really? No, you know, I asked what he's selling and it's, it, no idea. So I, I kind of had to mold him a little bit, pull him back. and says, okay, so tell me the basics. What, what is the benefit of your service? He said, well, you, they get customers. Okay. All right, that's good. We can start. We can start. We can start with that. So they get customers. How? Well, they they see the company name. Okay, how does that get them customers? Uh, because they see the comf- company name. Okay, see that's a circle. Yeah, and, and when you run into a circle, you haven't answered the question. That's right. <laughs> see, in the engineering world, we call this the five whys. It's an it's an exercise. It's it's part of the brainstorming, fishboning. There's a, a whole series of tools, and one of them is called the five whys. If you ask why five times, if you get a circle, they haven't thought it through well. Exactly. By the fifth why, you'll have the answer. Yeah. So the idea here is, if you're in service business. Why is the customer needing your service? Not from you, just a service in general. I, I love it, the plumber. Is there example. a market for it, right? Yeah, well, it, kind there's of. always a market. Yeah, well, Even if there's not a market, you can develop a market. You can create a, a market. That's right. So let me, I love the plumber example because it's <laughs> so graphic. <laughs> <clears throat> so a, a service for a plumber. What do you want to do? You want to you fix pipes. You want to unclog toilets. That's a pretty big benefit. So what's the benefit to the customer? They could poop when they need to. 
They could go to the bathroom. They can use the facility without running all over the house. 23 minutes before Ed went to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, I just crapped on our audience. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. How are you going to clean this up? Oh, my goodness. This is horrible. Well, but there's the clear benefit. The idea is we're going to fix our clients' problems with their plumbing. What is your service solving? So often, small businesses I see that are struggling to make ends meet, they haven't de- defined the solution in the perspective of the customer. Right. They've only got the solution defined in their personal perspective. You know, what's the benefit? Well, I make a lot of money. I can buy a car. I can feed my family. And how many com- customers do you have? <laughs> None. <laughs> well, that, that uh, you know, a $50,000 invoice that you would love to write is not going to be written because you have no one that will pay that for what you're doing. So when you, and even for businesses who don't have customers yet, this works. Okay, you don't have existing customers, so when you're creating that target customer list, one, two, and three, you don't have history of working with them, you have desire working with them. And the reason we do that is because we need to know who is the person in order to understand a solution. Without knowing who we're serving, we don't understand how the solution applies. And let me give you an example. So I work with a company in Oregon, and they manufacture springs. So if we're going to be selling a spring to a buyer of a company that manufactures something. Our sales presentation is going to be framed in the form of a benefit for the buyer's perspective. But if we're going to talk to the engineers, it's a different sales presentation. Mm, That's right. If I take the buyer's sales presentation to the engineer audience, I'm not getting anywhere. They don't care about anything that you'd be talking about. And vice versa. Right, exactly. If I take that engineer presentation to the buyers, it's like, what are you talking about? Just went over my head. So you got to know who it is you're talking to. Then you got to identify the solution. So box number two, right under your target market, what is the solution for each one of those three target market folks? So you're talking about benefits, right? Not features. Correct. That is the age-old problem businesses have is they want to sell based off features and not benefits. They want to sell a drill and not the hole. Exactly. So what you're describing right now is the benefit, and you really have to change your mindset because it's really easy to get sucked into the But look at the bells and the whistles I have on this product. That's right. Nobody has these bells and whistles. That's right. This thing goes zero to 100 in three seconds. I have 10 knobs. The, my nearest competitor has six knobs. My end goes to 11. <laughs> That's right. So those are all features. What is the benefit? What problem are you right. fixing? So I'm, I'm going to wrap this one up here with the most important item, then the service end or the product. So now that we know who we're talking to, and the solution that they're seeking, now we develop the service and or product. And here's, here's where things get hung up. Now, I know some of you listening are saying, yeah, Ed, I know who I want to sell to, and yes, it is very niche. Yes, Ed, I understand the solution. You've just been talking for 27 minutes, and I'm bored. Can I go get a pizza? Okay, 
As long as we can have a slice. Absolutely. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Sorry. So now you're sitting here with a service and you create a service that goes way beyond what that particular person needs because you've over-engineered it. Here's a phrase. Have you ever heard this phrase? Minimum viable product MVP. No. I, you know, I may have, but uh, it's been a while. And I may not know what it means. The idea of a minimum viable product or minimum viable service is put in the features that you need for that product to solve the problem for your customer. It's that simple. No more, no less. Create the minimum viable product. We get stuck trying to over-engineer this. I have a friend who is redoing their website. And uh, I turned down the website. They had a complicated form. I didn't want to do it. It's um, not the kind of site that I build. So they wanted to go with this uh, builder system. It sounds like a great system. It's got uh, 100 features. And I, I keep asking you, but how many of them solve the problem for your customer? Oh, no, no, it's not about that. It's about making it more efficient for me to sell. And how many things have you sold? Well, none. How's that working out for you? Yeah. (laughs) So until you sell anything, those efficiencies are meaningless. And let me put this another way. Let me restate what I just said. Until you have customers, your commodity is time. So until you're full, until you're out of time, efficiency has no additive value. No, that's true. So go for the minimum viable product or minimum viable service. And here's the great thing. We all know that in advertising, putting a new, improved, better, faster, some kind of monicum on it that mm-hmm. highlights the change in what we've done gives you more marketing. So when you do get to the point where now you have to improve the efficiencies, now your product is new and improved, or now your service is better. Now you have a new marketing pitch, and you also have capital support right. that campaign. Right. So... The pros and cons of moving forward with a minimum viable product. The con is you got to continue to work on developing your product or your service offering. But the pro is you get to go to market now. And you don't, you don't go hungry. I, I, I think that's kind of a pro. It's very easy to pull off, put off doing and waiting for perfection. We all have struggled with the wait-and-see approach in our business life. However, the biggest truth in business is the best idea stuck on the drawing board generates no revenue. Finding the balance between perfect and minimum viable product is a muscle skill and, like all muscle skills, must be exercised to be comfortable. Start small by setting short tasks, see them through to completion, and then repeat. Don't let things pile up on your to-do list because managing that list becomes an overwhelming task that takes away from your overall productivity. There is no money behind your desk. Get out and make your business. Great, great, great notes. Thank you, Ed, for that. You got you got an after-dinner drink for us to go I home with? I am. An after-dinner drink is needed all the time. Real integrity is doing the right thing. Knowing that nobody's going to know whether you did it or not, Oprah Winfrey. Well, that is it for today. Thank you for listening, and remember to eat hearty in business. 
Keeping your yard lush and beautiful can take a lot of work. When you get lawn care and tree service from Oasis Lawn and Pest, you can sit back and relax while we handle the dirty work. And we're also willing to spend the extra time with our customers to help educate them on exactly what we're doing. When you're looking for outstanding one-on-one customer service, top-of-the-line pest control and lawn program services second to none, call Oasis Lawn and Pest at 208-921-3686 or visit us on the web at oasislawnandpest.com. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.